0: All right, guys, welcome back to the mob squad pod. This is episode 17. Uh, This is going to be a special episode because uh, we've got a guest. We haven't had a guest in a while, but we are going to be previewing the week five matchup against the uh, one and three Washington football team. And we're joined by Brian Murphy, who's one of the hosts of the Burgundy Network podcast. So Brian, welcome. How's it going?
1: uh good thanks guys for having me on i thought we were just gonna talk football at the beginning of the week but now it's turned into something completely different over here with the uh washington football team yeah
0: we uh had some kind of late breaking news what was that yesterday or uh yeah was
1: was i'm yesterday? i'm at work i didn't even know what was going on my my buddy my co-host josh taylor blowing up my phone he's like they benched haskins i I thought he was kidding at first and then i of course hop on twitter and uh see all that it's it's been crazy trying to follow along with that but yeah Dwayne Haskins looks like he's going from the starter against Baltimore to uh inactive on Sunday against you guys
0: yeah which is pretty wild uh so we'll get into all that uh we're joined this week too we got a full crew we got Manny with us and we got Aaron with us Uh, say hi boys
2: hello good evening
0: Yeah, for you guys on the East Coast, it is evening, I suppose. Yes, for me, Uh,
2: for me, for me, it is good. Well, for me and Brian, it is definitely good evening. Yeah, Uh, yeah, yeah. (laughs) For you guys, it's like the same. I love the
0: Pacific time zone. That's my my jam. I love it. Uh, So what we're going to do is we'll kind of jump into the franchise just a little bit, do a little breakdown on just the franchise itself, because we have got a little bit extra time this week. We're not doing a recap. We're doing just a preview. So talk a little bit about the franchise's history and kind of where they're at right now. And then we'll jump into where the defense is at, how the offense looks, all that good stuff. We'll do the injury report, and then uh, we'll finish off with some of the betting numbers. Um, and then, of course, we'll have to do some game predictions. So um, first thing we'll do, just a couple nuggets on the uh, franchise. The uh, Since I've been watching football – They're they're always going to be known as the Redskins to me because that's just what I've known them as my entire life. I've been watching football for a long time now. So uh, the team has played more than a thousand games, and they're only one of five teams in the NFL to record over 600 wins. So me as a fan, I don't always think of the Washington football team as like this glorious franchise like kind of like we think of the patriots and stuff but if you think about it total picture they've been around for a long time and they're actually really successful on the whole um they were also the first nfl franchise with a marching band which is pretty cool and a fight song hail to the redskins and i'm sure brian knows the words to that by the way
1: oh yeah that's a that's a great song that's one of the things i'm most curious about what's going to happen with that once they finally settle on a team name but yeah a lot of history with this team for sure
0: yeah, they've been around for a hot minute. So the team was actually founded in 1932, and they were the Boston Braves, uh, but they were only the Braves for one year. They changed to the Redskins the following year. Uh, they relocated to D.C. in uh, 1937, and they've been there ever since, which is um, a lot of stability for uh, a sports franchise, considering just in the past couple years, we've seen now the Las Vegas Raiders and the Los Angeles Chargers, the Los Angeles Rams, so... Uh, that's a lot of stability for a sports franchise. Um, the team or the franchise itself has 14 division titles, 24 postseason appearances, uh, overall postseason record of 23 and 18. They have three Super Bowl wins, which ties them with the Denver Broncos and the Las Vegas Raiders, which is still weird to say out loud. Um, like I said, the years that i've been watching football this has kind of been a little bit of a a little bit of a downward trend so since their last super bowl victory following the end of the 91 season they've only won three nfc east titles and they've only had nine seasons with winning records um so it's been a little bit of a struggle the the recent history here um but financially speaking the team is still uh very i guess successful um the team is valued at approximately 3.4 billion dollars according to forbes so that makes them the seventh most valuable team in the nfl and the 14th most valuable sports franchise uh globally so even though they've been kind of struggling and a little bit of a downward trend they're still worth a lot of money it's still like i said one of those uh i guess you could call it premier franchises as far as like prestige goes and all that um kind of move forward we'll fast forward up to current right now they're going through a lot of changes so uh 2020 they've got a new head coach they got the former carolina panthers head coach ron rivera uh they also named jason wright as their team president who's the first black um male black man in nfl history to have that role so groundbreaking stuff there uh they also have some pretty notable names on the staff they have former jaguars and raiders head coach jack del rio as a defensive coordinator and they have scott turner who's the son of former head coach norv turner as their offensive coordinator so there's a lot going on right now uh a lot of new names but a lot of prestigious names a lot of well-known names some proven guys uh and also just this past draft they selected chase young who's very highly regarded and there's a lot of talent and a lot of upside there so uh 2020 looks like we could be reversing the trend a little bit um aside from all that rambling that i just did before we jump into everything what are your thoughts brian just kind of like the franchise as a whole, since you've been a fan, where are you at right now with your fandom? Are you good?
1: Yeah. So it it is pretty crazy to not call them the Redskins. Right. So I'm still trying to to remember that every time, trying to just say Washington or WFT. I'm still getting used to that. (laughs) Um, Like you mentioned that they won after the 1991 season. uh, So that would have been like January 92. And I was like nine months old. So they have pretty much not been very good my entire life. Uh, so I'm, I'm, I'm relying on my dad and my grandma of telling me stories about how good they, they once were. And I hope that, you know, one day they'll get there again, but I'm not going to hold my breath. I, I, I'm so excited about the hire of Ron Rivera. He's already been through so much since he started with the team, but uh, he's just a, a great guy and a great coach. And so I am excited for that. Like you said, Chase Young, uh, super excited to see what he can do. I think he can be a legit NFL player for a long time, but yeah, it's not been too great recently. There are little blips of, uh, fun times with RG three and, and Sean Taylor. But, uh, you know, overall it's just been pretty bad, but that being said, I'm I'll always be a fan, whatever they're called, whatever they end up being. But, you know, I'm certainly hoping for brighter days down the line.
0: Yeah. Um, I would say the good news is the NFC East as a whole is pretty weak Absolutely. Um, and, and if Manny wants to tell you about how poorly his <laughs> Eagles have been playing I'm sure I'm sure he'll tell you but we can we can Brian do
2: that doesn't off. know that though yet. Do you remember
3: we can week 1, bud?
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. We could do that offline, though we don't we don't have an hour to talk. Um, but the NFC East is kind of at a point right now where there's no dominant team. So uh, right now is probably the time to to kind of seize hold of the of the division. Um, as far as the team name goes, I saw a report. I think it was a couple of weeks ago. Might have even been a month or so ago. But uh, I guess there was consideration that the team might not even change their name. They might stick with just Washington Football Team. Uh, what are your thoughts on that as far as do you like that if it were to be permanent or do you kind of have your heart set on something else?
1: I I really don't. Um, I, I kind of think that the Warriors would make the most sense. It sounds the most not generic, but like, you know, like a, an NFL team name. That being said, I don't mind not having a team name. I, I When you sit down and you kind of think about it. it it's a little silly for me. Like I think about the Orlando magic, like, Ooh, magic. Ooh. (laughs) And so, so I I think about mascots in that way. So if they can't settle on one or there's too much, you know, debate over what the team name should be, I'm fine with calling it Washington football team. I mean, honestly, I would have preferred Washington football club, but I guess that kind of sounds more like soccer and maybe they didn't want to confuse somebody. I don't know how you could get confused by that, but, Um, I I don't mind not having a name. I think it's kind of unique. I don't have my heart set on any uh, single name, uh, but I am glad that they're taking the time to reevaluate and to take this year at the very least and and figure something out for the long term.
0: Yeah, I kind of... I've heard lots of different, you know how fans get on Twitter and Reddit. There's been, there's been so many different ones thrown out. I think the one that I keep seeing consistently is like the red wolves or something like that. I think that's the one I keep seeing. I
2: I think it was the red tails, right?
0: Red tails. Yeah. I think that was it. Red tails was one too. Um, And I, I guess I, I don't have like a preference myself. Obviously, I have no dog in the fight, but uh, I do hope that they keep the, you know, color scheme. Um, I hope they can at least keep that part of their identity. Um, honestly, their uniforms and their jerseys this year. I'm actually a fan of like the helmets with just the numbers on them. I guess I'm old school like that.
1: Same so here, I, man. I, I, I like yeah. it a lot. It's, it's simple and it's got their colors. It's, it's a good look.
0: Yeah, so I I hope they at least uh, don't just completely abandon ship and and change everything. Um, So we'll go ahead and we'll jump into uh, the defensive side of the ball. Um, So Manny's going to kind of lead this part of the discussion, and we'll find out kind of where the team's at defensively, what we might be able to expect on Sunday.
2: Yeah, guys, uh, once again, Brian, thank you so much for being with us. Um, So when you look at the Washington defense, obviously, um, you know, you have a high – High scouted rookie in, in, um, in, um, in, I forget his name now, all of a sudden, Mr. Chase, Chase Young. Young, I should okay. say, which right now, as per NFL stats, he actually leads your team with, in, in, um, sacks, which is pretty impressive. Behind is Ryan Kerrigan, Sweat, and Bosic. So that right there tells you that your defensive line for years to come is in very, very good hands. Going really quickly, though, to your first couple of games throughout the season, obviously you gave up 17 straight points to the Eagles, and then all of a sudden you guys started sacking the quarterback, forced Carson Wentz for picks, and then obviously you win that game 27-17. Unfortunately, though, the last three weeks, that trend of points have, has been going in the wrong direction for you guys, at least, giving up 30 to Kyle Murray in the, in the Arizona Cardinals, giving them 34 to the Bronze offense. But as we saw last week, the Browns offense looks legit. Um, I do understand it's the Dallas Cowboys defense, though, so that could also be a question mark. And then obviously the – game against Baltimore, which I think you guys call it the the battle of the beltway, right? That's
1: right, yep. Yeah, the
2: battle of the beltway. Listen, it's Lamar Jackson. Obviously, you hope to contain him. You know you're not going to be able to hold him down to maybe, what, 18, 20 points or whatnot. Um, still giving up 31, though. Um, up to now, heading into this Rams game on Sunday, where do you think your defense is? Do you feel confident? Because as we know... Um, Ron Rivera comes from that scheme of old school, like Jim Johnson with the Eagles back in the day. He's always loved that cover two scheme per se, especially when he was in Carolina with Sean McDermott, who's not the head coach, at, um, um, who's the now coach of the Bills. So again, like, how do you feel right now as your? I almost said skins defense. How do yeah. you feel? How do you feel right now for your Washington team's defense right now heading into this game against the Rams and what they do on offense?
1: Yeah, I mean, you you ran down it perfectly. I I don't think they're the team in week one that gets eight sacks. I don't think that that's going to be the normal. I think they are going to try to get after the quarterback, but I don't know that it's going to be that dominant every week. And then two out of the last three weeks, they've just played two quarterbacks who are just ridiculous with their legs. And that, I don't know, you almost have to throw the defensive stuff out the window because you just got to hold on and hope to slow those guys down a little bit. So I think they're somewhere in between. I don't think they're the team that's going to give up 30, 34, like you said, every week, but I don't think that they're going to shut people down. I'm interested to see how they do against a more traditional quarterback in Jared Goff. Um, Chase Young didn't play last week, which was probably for the best. He was dealing with a groin injury. And so probably the last thing he wanted to do was run around after Lamar Jackson with a, with a hurt groin. So I, I hope that he's back. I guess that'll be a probably a game time decision. Mm -hmm. Um, But I I like the defense so far. I think the front seven is is legit. I think they could get some stronger linebackers in there, but uh, Bostic has played pretty well. Kevin Pierre Lewis has been kind of a nice find for them. A fast guy uh, for for that, for those linebackers. The the, the part that has really made me nervous though, has been the safeties. Troy Apke, Mm -hmm has been an absolute disaster. Um, somehow he got the starting job over Sean Davis, who didn't even make the team. That That's kind of alarming for Sean Davis if he couldn't have beaten out this guy because he just takes bad angles. He's, he's fast, so he's able to make up for it sometimes, but he just doesn't, doesn't seem to be in the right place. And then by name, Landon Collins, you would think that he would dominate and just be a, a – a, game record, and he just hasn't been this season so far. He's missed a lot of tackles. It's kind of seemed like he is uh, lacked in coverage. So the front seven, I'm pretty excited about, but the secondary, specifically the safeties, that they've struggled this year, and that 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 that's become an
2: issue uh, four games in. I mean, no offense, when you have a guy in Ronald Darby, I know all about Ronald. Darby. Oh yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> in the secondary and seeing him get beat after always, you know, being ten yards away from the from the uh, from the wide receiver. But um, but you know what? It's so interesting though about Landon Collins because for some reason when I watch him play football now, he seems smaller. Um, I remember him at Bama; he was just that guy always inside the box basically like another linebacker, but he had the speed of, you know, wow, like just tremendous athlete. And and ever since he's left New York, it just seems like he's gotten smaller. Not saying that he's gotten slower, but that impact that I thought that he could have created back there, um, you know, since a Sean Taylor or a Landry, um, I'm sure that you guys were hoping for it has definitely not been there. Now, having said that though, Um, you know, as I go through your roster, obviously you guys have some vets with Ryan Kerrigan being there from the get-go the moment he got drafted, Thomas Davis as well. But do you think if you guys somehow some way um, are to be having a successful season though, because obviously we, you know, you mentioned the secondary, but obviously what helps a secondary is always the front four and the, you know, or whatnot, or the linebackers. Do you believe that throughout the season as it goes on, that at least the you know the D line and the linebacking course can in a way help out that secondary to at least stay competitive throughout the season.
1: Yeah, and I definitely think that that's the idea. I think that pass rush is going to cover up a lot of weaknesses. Um, I think that you know we kind of saw it in week one. I think the Eagles still hit a couple of deep balls, um, mm. but the the pass rush got there, and that kind of. You know, it didn't allow the secondary to get beat as bad. So I think that that is the formula. If they're gonna be successful, if they're gonna really contend in the NFC East, it's gonna be sacking the quarterback and putting him under pressure and making him uh, throw some bad balls that that he that he is uh, that they're able to pick off. I mean, they were able to pick off Lamar Jackson last week. They had another late interception against RG three. So yeah, like you said, I think that front seven is key. I think having those guys healthy and and getting a strong rotation in there is going to be huge. One big loss, and I don't know how big of a name he is nationally or how much you guys would even know the name, but Matt Ioannidis, he's just a a big loss on that defensive line. He's really one of their their stalwarts there. He was uh, hurt in the Cleveland Browns game, and he's going to be missed big time on that, uh, in that front three, front four. And um, so it'll be interesting to see how they fill in for him, uh, and, and how the front seven continues to do, but yeah, I think that's absolutely their key to success is hitting the quarterback and, and causing some issues.
2: Who has, um, you know, through what we're in week five already, right? Week five. Yep. So through, you know, through, through, you know, four weeks or so, who's who, who on the defensive side has excited you the most and, you know, like. Who do you think as well, you know, thinking positive, going to the negative side, who do you think you need to see more from in order for you to say, okay, you know, he's he's actually solidified his, you know, his, you know, his own stock on this team?
1: Yeah, so obviously I'm super excited about Chase Young. I think he's going to be the real deal, and I think he's shown that already. But a guy that I'm really also excited about, and I think who benefits directly from Chase Young is, Montez Sweat, uh, yeah. their first round pick from last year. Um, he had a pretty solid rookie season, but I think some of the attention that was paid to him is now obviously going to go to Chase Young. and I think that's going to allow Montez Sweat to, to swoop in there and get some sacks that uh, and just show how fast and how much of a freak he is. So I'm really excited about him. I think uh, watching those two together, Chase Young and him coming from opposite sides hopefully that's that's what I, we're seeing in Washington for a long time um, as far as a disappointing um, I, I gotta I gotta stick with the safety play and really Landon Collins Landon he's Collins. being paid so much um, he, he he has a huge contract and I thought he definitely deserved that with his time in New York and he was always a Sean Taylor fan so it seemed like the perfect mm-hmm. fit Last year was pretty good. You know, he was pretty solid, but this year, for whatever reason, I don't know if it's not having an off season really or just taking a while to get his legs under him. He hasn't been that guy, and he's not living up to that contract. So a quarter of the season in, I'm, I'm pretty disappointed in what I've seen in him, but I hope that he'll turn it around as we uh, get going into the season.
2: Yeah, for Landon Collins to have only one interception through four weeks, that just does not sound – like him at all um, Well, and,
1: and didn't uh, have an interception all last year either last so year you know it kind of it, hopefully that's not an issue and hopefully we're not looking back at one of the worst contracts they've had
2: no of course but of course with young is sweat I mean right now young has a um, you know he he almost has the same number uh, of um sacks with sweat you know what I'm saying so right there at least for a good you know after Ryan um you know moves on not saying that he's going to retire any anytime soon but we can probably agree that that I almost said skins again the Washington football team's D-line is going to be style for years and years up to come. All right, so that'll be enough for the defense. Coming up will be offense with uh Aaron.
3: Brian, hey, thanks again for joining us. Like Manny and Nick have both stated um, all right, offense. Hot topic. Dwayne Haskins. Yeah. He's benched. Yeah. All right, so the first four games, he had four touchdowns and three interceptions. Uh, he has 939 yards passing, but he's had only an 80% uh, passer rating. So I-, I can't say those stats are incredibly impressive. Um, his game against the Ravens, he did throw over 300 yards, uh, no touchdowns or no interceptions, but he is going to be replaced by Kyle Allen. So Kyle Allen, for those that don't know, he did fill in for Cam Newton. Last year at the Carolina Panthers, he did play twelve games, uh, and his stats last year he did have seventeen touchdowns, sixteen interceptions, threw over three thousand passing yards, and had about an eighty percent passer rating. So not terribly impressive either. But as I said, he's going to be getting the start over Dwayne Haskins. How do you feel about this move? Do you think? Do you think this is a a one game thing? Do you think? Uh, do you think Kyle Allen legitimately has a chance of stealing the starting position from uh, Dwayne Haskins?
1: Man, I uh, like I said a little bit earlier, I just could not believe that this happened. It seemed like Sunday against the Ravens was a nice little building block for Dwayne Haskins. Like you said, it was yep definitely by far his best game, probably as a as a pro, uh, or you know at least yards wise, but um. I guess maybe between Sunday and uh, what was yesterday, Wednesday, I guess they looked back at the film and just saw something. I I don't know what it was exactly, but, um, yeah, here we are. Kyle Allen starting. I I would have given Dwayne a little bit more time. I think he's shown a couple of things, but like you said, the stats aren't overly impressive. And uh, I think like uh, Ron Rivera said, like this division is so up for grabs that they might not have time to wait on him if he's still trying to learn the playbook and he's still trying to walk through the basic things, you know, with footwork and all that, and um, you know, struggling to, to get the, the, the right read on the defense, whatever it is, it it seems like there's a disconnect there. So I, I was surprised by it. I'm not going to lie, but um, uh, Kyle Allen knows the system. He knows uh, Scott Turner. He knows Ron Rivera. Like you said, he, he jumped in there last year and he had a little bit of success. So, I think this is solely him knowing the playbook and hopefully trying to provide a jump start for him. Do I think this is a one-game thing? No. I think that they're going to give Kyle Allen at least four games, three, four games, to kind of see what he can do for them. And then from there, I think they uh, either look back to Dwayne, but I think more likely they might try to see if Alex Smith would really be ready at quarterback. Yeah, that was – that was going to be yeah. my next
3: question, Alex Smith.
1: Yeah, it's crazy to say that, but I really think that that's the way this could go. Obviously, I think they hope that Kyle Allen provides that shot in the arm for him, but we saw last year he started off hot and then definitely cooled off. So yep. I'm not expecting a whole lot. So it'll be interesting to see in about a month who the starting quarterback is.
3: No, oh, Agreed. And, I, I mean, with Alex Smith it- – Is he even healthy enough to, if they needed him to step in, is he even healthy enough to step in? Do you know? Have Uh, they stated anything?
1: Well, from what I'm seeing and what I'm reading, it sounds like Alex Smith is expected to be the backup on Sunday, which is so crazy to me. That means he's one play away from getting an NFL game. Uh, We we talked about this on our podcast a little bit. It's crazy to think that he would be stepping field, uh, stepping on the field. After all the stuff that he went through, but I trust the team. I don't think they'd put him out there if he was in danger or if they didn't think he could hold up in an NFL game. But just my mind, just wrapping around that, it just doesn't compute. So, um, but I guess he's healthy enough to to suit up, and so we'll see. It sounds like he's going to be the backup, and Dwayne Haskins will be inactive on game day.
3: Oh, wow. All right. Well, that'll be interesting to see how that how it pans out then. Um, now, all right. So LA's pass defense. They've held opposing quarterbacks to a sub 90 passer rating. And even so, they've even held them under 70 yards per pass attempt. Uh, My expectation is that Jalen Ramsey is going to be shadowing Terry McLaurin. I mean, do you see any other receivers on the Washington football team's roster capable of success if McLaurin isn't open? Uh, I mean, I'm looking, I'm looking at their wide receivers right now Stephen Sims Jr., Dontrell Inman. I mean, I don't see a whole lot to work with. Do you see anybody that's capable of really uh, the tight end? Who do you think would be a a receiving option, the running backs, uh, if McLaurin's shut down?
1: So it's funny. We had a a guy on last week to talk about the Ravens game. We asked him if there was anybody that scared him. Uh, And he's outside of McLaurin. And he said, not really. And I think that that's not too far off. I think that – McLaurin is their is their offense right now, and he's been fed the ball a whole lot. And uh, going up against Jalen Ramsey is definitely going to be a challenge to try to get him involved. But um, the the next probably best receiving threat will be Antonio Gibson out of the backfield. I think that he's going to try to. I think Scott Turner's going to try to use him in that Christian McCaffrey role. Run him, throw it to him, set him up on screens. I think we're seeing that more and more uh, as the season's gone on. He's gotten more and more touches. And he's a rookie, so you know, he's still raw, but he would probably be their next best option. I don't know that Steven Sims is going to play, I think that he's been banged up all week, and he honestly has been kind of disappointing this year. Um, you know, and then you got a couple rookies after that Isaiah Wright and Antonio Gandy Golden, so yeah, there's Mm -hmm. not a lot there. I think it's going to be Antonio Gibson if McLaurin can't beat Ramsey and maybe logan thomas the the tight end underneath but they that that's been a big storyline there's not a whole lot of weapons it's hard to to really know what this offense can do because of the lack of weapons
3: yeah and that definitely makes it difficult for a quarterback as well if they don't got a whole lot of weapons to throw it to so um that could be some of the Dwayne haskins downfall and potentially cal allen's here in the near future so we'll see how he how he stands up but so the Rams, I feel like a lot of teams' success against the Rams actually come in the running game. Uh, for instance, the the Giants gained over five yards per carry. Um, I think that's been pretty similar with the other teams that face in, in all four of their games. Um, and I feel like you might have already kind of answered this question, but a legitimate run threat from the Washington football team, is it going to be Antonio Gibson? Is it going to be a mixture of these guys? you got Peyton Barber, you got J.D. McKinsey. Um Who's going to Who's going to be there Who's going to be that guy From the running perspective My guess is Antonio Gibson Because they handled the ball a lot But I'm not too familiar with this uh, This team's run game I don't think it's been Incredibly successful thus far For the season
1: No I think they're towards the bottom third In in terms of average rush yards per game Yeah it's going to be mostly Antonio Gibson Just getting him the ball In a couple different ways Um, You know passing and obviously rushing the ball um it's funny though JD McKissick I think has started every game he's technically been the running back out there to start the game so he'll get involved a little bit and then Peyton Barber I think he's their short yardage guy I think he's gotten maybe like five carries total in the last couple of games so uh, they have three guys but really it's McKissick and Gibson so those would be the really the only two that I see getting some rushing attempts now they, they did work in a couple of wide receiver you know reverses but you can't really sustain that that can't be something you rely on so yeah yeah if they're going to run the ball it'll certainly be McKissick uh and Gibson but probably probably Gibson just uh, mostly
0: hey Brian I got a quick question for you uh this is going to sound like poor preparation on my part but uh didn't the football team draft Darius Geis like a year or two ago
1: (laughs) yeah they did and now I'm not
0: saying that to be funny I honestly don't know what happened to him I thought he was drafted by the Washington football team right
1: he was and he was uh arrested and released before the season started so no way uh, yeah yeah they've been struggling with with that with the running back position a little bit. They also, I don't know if it was the same draft or maybe the year before that, they drafted Bryce Love, and they're still waiting on him to make his NFL debut. So it's been a struggle uh, with the running back position. That's why it was so confusing to me why they released Adrian Peterson before the season. I thought that he was the one uh, constant in that backfield, and he was always there. He was Mr. Consistent the last two years in Washington, so it, it didn't make a whole lot of sense to me. I kind of pointed to a rebuilding year, I think, but uh, but yeah, the running back position has left a lot to be desired in Washington.
2: So, Damn. Brian, just one quick thing can you probably say that the last running back that was, I guess, accountable for the Washington team was Clinton Portis? Yeah, I mean, consistently, Alfred Morris was solid, but that was only oh, for... Alfred Morris a little bit,
1: no, sure. no, but 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 you look back and that was only for really. Two, maybe three years, you know, that he was really at the top of his game. But yeah, Clinton Portis was the last star stud oh. running back for sure. It, it's been a while. It's been a
2: while. Damn. Yeah. It's
3: a couple years ago.
2: <laughs> yeah. It feels like a decade.
3: <laughs> yeah. I'm sure absolutely. Uh, all right. I only got one last question. I'm going to piggyback a little bit off of Manny's defensive question, but on the offensive side, who has impressed you the most and who has disappointed you the most on the offense?
1: Well, I I think that Terry McLaurin, I think we had high expectations for him. But he coming into the season was obviously the big-time weapon. You know, you could say maybe the only weapon. And he still is produced (laughs) at such a high level. It's been so fun to see. I forget that it's only his second year. Just the way he prepares and the way he plays, he just looks like a 10-year veteran. So he's so fun to watch. I'm so grateful to, to, to have him on this team. Um, and he just continues to to rack up the catches. So even with Jalen Ramsey covering, I'm not going to say that he's that Jalen Ramsey's not going to have a good game. But I think that Terry McLaurin will still find a way to get his catches and get uh, get some yards, uh, just because that's what he does. It's just what he does at each game. It's just so impressive. Um, a guy that's just uh, been struggling. You know, it's obvious to say Dwayne Haskins. He's benched four games in, but. Uh, another guy I would say is is uh is Logan Thomas, you know, a former quarterback playing tight end. I'm just not so sure that that experiment's going to continue to work out. He's been he's been okay, but as a starting tight end, he's not been what you what you're looking for. He's not really been a threat to to get open to make contested catches. And you know, for a young quarterback, whether it's Dwayne Haskins or Kyle Allen, a tight end is a huge weapon to have and he just really hasn't been there he hasn't been you know reliable he hasn't been able to get open he hasn't been consistent through four games so he's been a little disappointed I thought he would have a bit more of a a bigger role just because you know just because of him being that safety valve like a tight end is supposed to be so he's definitely been been frustrating if I had to pick somebody outside of Dwayne Haskins
3: okay yeah absolutely all right, well, yeah, that wraps up my segment on the offensive side.
1: Thank you. I uh,
0: I really hope Terry McLaurin is uh, going to be the guy because, honestly, the only uh, football team receiver that I can even think of is uh, Santana Moss, and that's kind of sad because I don't think Santana Moss has played – in a while
1: yeah Yeah. he's on their media team now that's how long it's been he's he's in the media in washington now (laughs)
0: nice nice uh dude that dude was a baller but other than him i can't think of any star washington football team receivers so
1: i
3: don't like pierre garçon come on
0: oh my god yeah
1: (laughs) yeah pierre garçon deshaun jackson but you know it's so few and far between you're you're right santana was probably the last guy to do it for a long time for a consistent amount of time
0: yeah. Just to kind of piggyback off the uh, Dwayne Haskins story, the Washington Post uh, put out an article, I believe this was today, uh, and they kind of detailed why this move was made. And apparently there's some concerns internally that Dwayne Haskins hasn't been showing a lot of effort. Um, apparently after he won the starting job, there's been some, um, effort issues and his work habits have deteriorated according to some of the sources that they talked to. So, um, for me, the first thing I thought of when I read that was, um, uh, DeMarcus, uh, wait, no, was that his name? Jamarcus? Oh, yeah, you Jamarcus had Russell. to. Marcus I said Jamarcus. Yeah, to bring I it up. Like Marcus Cousins. Um it's yeah, like, Jamarcus, he better not
3: be mean, Jamarcus Russell.
0: Yeah, I was going to say, Aaron's going to know who I'm talking about, because that was exactly what happened to Jamarcus Russell. Was he played for the Raiders. The guy came right. in with a cannon of an arm and all that upside, and he just didn't really have the effort or the will to kind of put in, you know? So, Hopefully that's not the case here with Dwayne, but that was the first thing that popped into my head was Jamarcus um, Russell. So hopefully that's, that's not what happens here. Um, I'm sure that's part of the reason why, you know, Ron Rivera made the move is because he's trying to give him a nudge and say, Hey buddy, this can leave as, as quickly as we want it to. Ron Rivera is a smart guy, so I'm sure he knows what he's doing. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. The, the, the other thing that I, I was just wanted to uh, kind of get your thoughts on as far as, uh, I guess from a defensive perspective, if I know you mentioned the safety concerns, so I guess would your main concern be the play action game of the Rams? Because they've been doing a lot of play action. Um, Their rushing offense is a top 10, but they've been doing a lot of play action, obviously because of that. So I'm assuming, your number one concern would be kind of containing the play action and not biting on those fakes?
1: No, my 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 biggest concern is that Sean McVay is just a genius and he's going to draw something up to attack their weaknesses. But, yeah, play action is really scary to think about with this safety play. Landon Collins so badly wants to be up near the line of scrimmage, and if you're you're drawing him in with a fake run and he's having to sprint to get back, it's just trouble because that means Troy is the only guy back there. And that's a that's a recipe for disaster. So yeah, that would absolutely scare me. I think the motion is uh, that Sean McVay does, and the way he uh, uses guys in the backfield and all over the field, honestly, is just it, it, it. It's scary to see. Some of these linebackers are not great in coverage. They've played above, I think, their level. Um, but tight ends have eaten this team up. So yeah, play action will be scary, and 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 Higby and Everett. Um, not to mention their, their receivers that they have, but um, it just, they have weapons all over the place. So honestly that the Rams kind of scare me and I feel like, you know, they, they've been solid. Obviously you guys would know better than me, but it doesn't seem like they've had that real breakout game. And it just makes me nervous that Sunday could be that for them.
0: Yeah, that's very possible. Uh, one other note before we move on, I just found this um, kind of interesting, from, from the Rams defensive perspective, as far as who's going to cover Terry McLaurin, it's probably going to be Jalen Ramsey. And uh, I found this note on Jalen that I thought was just really interesting. Um, they actually lined him up in the slot, 44 of his 66 snaps that he had this past week. And he also blitzed five times, which he hadn't blitzed at all weeks one through three. Um, and he only gave up one catch for 10 yards on four targets. So, um it'll be interesting to see if that was like a one-off thing or if that's something they're actually going to try and do on a more consistent basis if they just try and put Jalen in the slot and blitz him a little bit more it'll be interesting to see how that works um because he had a pretty damn good week last week uh he also almost got into a, a fight and wanted to kill Golden Tate but whatever that's a conversation for I think they uh, get in a day. fight <laughs>
2: yeah,
0: oh, yeah yeah uh and apparently after the game he was he was looking for him again so yeah um that that's going to be a fun storyline to follow for the next couple of years. Well, I wonder if there's uh, going to be any
3: disciplinary action. Hopefully, it doesn't get like suspended or anything.
0: I feel like if that was going to happen, it would have already happened at this. Point. Yeah, I
3: kind of I kind of feel like that too. I'm um, sure
0: he probably got a nice FedEx letter and there was a fine enclosed <laughs> yeah. when he went to the locker room uh, probably Tuesday or Wednesday of this week. Um,
2: One so, question, um, Nick, that I yeah. don't want to ask Brian. Brian, how do you contain Aaron Donald? Oh, that's a great question. I think I think uh, he's like, 31 he's like, teams
0: I, <laughs> I wish I had the answer because I would totally tell it to Ron
2: Rivera. Yeah, yeah. I think
1: thirty-one teams are still trying to find that out when he's yeah, ragdolling three hundred-pound men and throwing them aside with one arm. <laughs> I, I have no idea. I'm hoping that they get the ball out quick. Otherwise, he's going to wreak havoc because that that the middle of that offensive line is is definitely suspect. Uh, a a second year left guard who has not looked great center who's okay. He's nothing special and they're already on their second right guard. So it's going to be tough and I'm going to be real scared and, and real interested to see where he lines up and where he's at every play.
0: Yeah, that's going to be tough. And you're hit the nail on the head. There's about 31 other teams that are trying to solve that riddle. Um, So we'll go ahead and we'll we'll move on to the uh, injury reports And we'll wrap this up. So this is from the official team websites, uh, and this is as of Wednesday. So some of the notable names for Washington, Dontrell Inman, he's got a foot issue. He didn't practice Wednesday. Uh, Terry McLaurin, he's got a thigh issue. He didn't practice on Wednesday. Uh, Wes Schweitzer, one of the guards, he's got an elbow. He didn't practice Wednesday. Steven Sims Jr., toe issue. He didn't practice Wednesday. Uh, and Chase Young, with his groin injury, he didn't practice Wednesday either. So um, a little bit banged up, but th- that's as of Wednesday. So uh, it's entirely possible these guys could come back and still play on Sunday. Uh, for the Rams, Bobby Evans, one of their offensive linemen, he's got a shoulder issue. He didn't practice Wednesday. Micah Kaiser, groin, he didn't practice Uh and Cam Akers, with his rib injury, he was limited in practice on Wednesday, but all signs point to him actually coming back on Sunday, so that's great. And uh, Jordan Fuller, our phenomenal rookie safety, uh, his shoulder issue looks to be good to go. He was a full participant on Wednesday, so it's uh, going to be great to have him back out there because I feel like not having him out there for that Bills game was uh, a huge factor. So be glad to have him back out there. Um uh, betting line for those of you that are into that kind of thing, like me, uh, per bet MGM, the Rams are currently seven point favorites. Money line on the Rams is minus 358. So, if you're putting any money on the money line for the Rams, you better be betting a hell of a lot because you're not going to get a lot on uh, return investment there. Uh, and the over under is set at 46 and a half. So, apparently, they don't think there's going to be a whole lot of points scored in this game because, um, as we've been seeing as a whole across the league, points has. Scoring has been phenomenal. I mean, there's been crazy point totals so far this season. I think that Cowboys Browns game was like in the 80s or something like it was ridiculous. So, um, apparently they don't think there's going to be a whole lot of scoring in this game, or at least maybe it's just an indictment on the offense for the Washington football team. Maybe they don't think they're going to do a lot. I don't know, but I feel like that over under is pretty low. So that might be a good bet to kind of take the over there. Um, Final thoughts and we'll kind of do some predictions here. Um, I'll just go, you know, Manny, Aaron, Brian, I'll, I'll go last. Uh, Manny, who do you think wins this game? If you want to do a point total or a prediction, that's totally fine.
2: Yeah, no. Well, um, I'm actually going to go with uh, – um, or actually I'm going to start with this because it's kind of sad because I watched Dwayne Haskins come off the bench in the rivalry game, Ohio State-Michigan come into the game when they were down by two possessions and lead his team for the win. So for me to see this report that you just mentioned, Nick, it's kind of, you know, like, you know, it's it, it's it's a, if that's the truth, it's sad because I've seen how this kid has grown. Listen, I'm a big college guy. I try to watch as many games as I can. And this man improved game by game, led Ohio State to win the Rose Bowl. And my goodness, if this is what his mentality is now, to not work and listen Ron Rivera is no is no slouch of a head coach he's been there he he's come up the ranks from an intern to a position coach to now being a head coach for quite some time if that's what Dwayne Haskins has been doing since the moment Ron Rivera listen i understand that the previous you know regime and whatnot you know they they it wasn't up to snuff but if that's what I, if that's what he kept on doing with Ron Rivera's staff and whatnot that's sad And you know, it's just it's for me. It's still hard to hard to think about and you know, and to see that that's the actual truth, Um, you know. So, but as as far as a prediction, um, listen, the only name on offense is Terry. You know, there's no Vernon Davis, there's no Clayton Portis, and there's no Santana Moss walking through those doors. Um, I think the Rams defense, after a poor showing last week, will definitely want to come out on this game and dominate. Um, you know, and listen, if Landon Collins was of Landon Collins of five, four years ago, I'd probably give them some hope, um, at least on that defensive side of the ball. But obviously, um, that's like the main concern. And with the way the Rams play offense right now with the play action and they're actually running the football to create those type of plays. Um, I, you know, I see the Rams winning at least by a couple of TDs. So I'm going to go with the score of Rams 31, Washington 17.
0: Whoa. Okay. Ooh. Uh, That's a spicy score. Uh, Aaron, what do you got?
3: Yeah, I don't have as much to say. (laughs) Uh, I'm going to go ahead and say the Rams are going to win 27 to 12. I think uh, Redskins are just going to get a bunch of field goals.
0: (laughs) Okay, so get Dustin Hopkins for your fantasy Yeah, (laughs) I think that's their kicker. Is that their kicker? That is their kicker. Okay. Yeah
1: average okay. at best <laughs> <laughs>
0: um and then brian what do you got for this game what, what's your prediction
1: yeah i i i don't it, i wasn't too shocked when when i heard you say the over under i think that like uh the rams you know haven't put up their usual offensive numbers washington's coming in uh their offense has not been anything to write home about and now they're on their backup quarterback so i wouldn't be surprised to be this uh, to see this a little lower scoring Um, and, uh, yeah, I think that the Rams, uh, you know, I don't think they're going to break out and have like a huge offensive day, but I think they are going to, I think Sean McVay is going to make some stuff happen, uh, drop some good stuff. Uh, I'll be excited to see if, uh, Chase Young's out there. I think he could make a, a game changing player too. Uh, but I just don't think it'll be enough. And I think the Rams will win something like, uh, 24, 14, something like that. And, uh, Uh, But I think it'll be a close game, and I think the Rams will just pull away late in the end.
0: Okay. That's kind of along the lines of what I was thinking. I think it's going to be a little bit closer than some people think. Um, Not necessarily because I don't think the Rams are good enough. I just think it's going to be a little bit closer than people think. I was thinking somewhere along the lines of Rams 24, uh, Washington football team 16, something along those lines. Um, The one other little X factor that could – play into this is this is a Sean McVay revenge game because he used to be a member of the coaching mm-hmm. staff for Washington. That's so right. um, I don't discount that. I think that he's going to come in, especially after last week's poor performance. Cause I don't know what the hell that was out there, but um, after last week and also wanting to kind of show the former team, Hey, Hey, you could have had me, but now I'm here in LA. Look at me go. Uh, so I feel like that could also be a thing. He might try to run up the score a little bit. Who knows? He might throw some crazy, you know, wide receiver pass plays or who knows? He he might pull out all the stops just to kind of show he is who he is. Um, I, I do think I'll kind of cap off my thoughts on the team. I do think the NFC East is kind of ripe for the taking here in the next couple of seasons. And, uh, Ron Rivera, I think, is the right guy for this job. So uh, I think Washington is in a good spot to kind of turn the tide and uh, potentially take this division. So we'll see how it goes. Um, Thanks again for your time, Brian. Really appreciate it. Thanks for coming on. That was awesome. Um, Before we go, I want to give you a chance to kind of uh, promote your podcast, where we can find you uh, on Twitter, uh, if you have a schedule for your podcast, like when your episodes drop, all that good stuff.
1: Yeah, so it's a Burgundy Network Podcast on Twitter. It's Burg Network Pod. I do that with Josh Taylor. It's a lot of fun. Uh, you can follow him at Josh Taylor underscore 21. And I'm, uh, again, Brian Murphy. It's at BMurf13 on Twitter. I'm always on there tweeting mostly about sports. So feel free to follow along. But, yeah, thank you guys for uh, having me on. And our, our, our podcast, we try to drop one Thursday night to preview the game so I actually record that before getting on with you guys, and then uh, we'll do a Sunday night or Monday night uh, recap of, of the week, so uh, Monday night or, or Sunday night and uh, Thursday night, so yeah, thank you again for having me on. It's fun to talk football, and uh, looking forward to, to Sunday. I'm a big fan of, of Sean McVay and, and uh, watching him him work on the offensive side, and We already talked about Aaron Donald, how big of a beast he is. So it'll it'll be a fun one, and it'll be interesting to see what Washington does with a new quarterback.
0: Yeah, for sure. Uh, Thanks, as always, for listening, guys, giving us a little bit of your time. Uh, If you want to talk to us on Twitter, it's at Pod. so feel free to hit us up. And uh, thanks, as always, for listening, and we'll talk to you next week. We'll review the game, preview week six. And, uh, you know, what do we say? It goes something like, Manny, what is it? Whose house? Ram's house, baby. That's what it is.